Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another live episode of The Porcupine. I am Adam Nutter, as you know. Again, some quick housekeeping before we start this show. Man, I should have saved that show date. I got a bunch of show dates coming up. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, I took all of November off, guys. So December 3rd, I'll be in uh, Bordentown, New Jersey. I think there's still some tickets left to that. I'll put it up on drop10.com slash events soon. December 4th, I'll be at Water's Edge uh, in Ben Salem, PA. December 11th, I'll be at the Pop-In back at Chalfont, PA. It's uh, my show, Neil's show. And then I'll be back at the Water's Edge the week after that. I'm hitting the road hard in January, like actually hard, like road road in January and February and March and all that shit. I'll be like in uh, Texas, California, Arizona, New Hampshire, a bunch of different fucking places. So I will be hitting the road soon, which is sick. Um, of course, please subscribe uh, on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Nutter for all this shit. And uh, at Adam Nutter and all the social media and stuff like that. All right. That bullshit's over. Guys, my guest tonight, I think we've been trying to get him on for like, I don't know, like three months. <laughs> we just kept fucking uh, missing uh, missing uh, scheduling and stuff. But the man himself and the Lines of Liberty podcast, you know him, you love him, Mr. Mark Claire, everybody. What's up, Adam? You know, I, I just like to play hard to get. It's kind of my gimmick. You're <laughs> not the only one. That's why I wanted you more, though. It works. Exactly, I get my chicks right? <laughs> I'm like I want him now. I have it to. Does get work. Now. Works with women. Works with podcast hosts. I mean, it, it's pretty universal. Uh, that's what I'm at. Um, I guess this is actually kind of a good timing. Um, oh, before we even start that, we were off air. We're talking about how I'm banned from Facebook for going live for 30 days, and uh, I just tried it on Streamyard right now to go live, and it said, "Nah, you're banned for 30 days." <laughs> and the reason, again. You and I, all the libertarian circle that we're in, we say some crazy shit online every now and then, right? You know, provocative stuff, trying to get people fucking thinking, even just trolling, whatever. Sure. None of that got me uh, suspended. It was, I got my new Ford Bronco wearing the hat, okay? I made <laughs> I made an OJ Simpson joke, like, <laughs> oh, I wanted it in white, but Ford wouldn't give it to me. That was fine, okay? Because I got a blue Ford Bronco. A bunch of other people are commenting on it, like, "Oh, you should get, uh, you should get, you know, uh, bigger tires. You get this. You should get that." I was like, "Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I'm actually planning on spray painting in white, and I'm gonna kidnap my friend at gunpoint and run from the cops soon." That got me suspended. Wow. For 30 days on Facebook Live. It's weird, man. You never know what it's gonna be like. I, I, I'll put up episodes that I'm sure are gonna get taken down from YouTube because we have. We get a lot of strikes on YouTube. Like we're we're gonna be gone any day now from there. But <laughs> yeah. uh, um, like I just did a show about January sixth where we talked about. Sorry, I don't want to fuck get you banned from no, anywhere. But you're good, you're good. but uh, yeah, we talked about January sixth. We talked about the election. How there's things things might not be all in the up and up. We talked about COVID. We talked about ivermectin. Didn't get taken down. We do one live stream to to an unlisted page, which isn't even public. It's just for our patrons. A couple hundred people can access it. And it's about the Travis Scott concert thing. And that one gets a strike and that one gets taken down. Meanwhile, the other one with all the things you're not supposed to say is fine. What was their reasoning for the Travis Scott thing? Oh, there's never reasoning. It just, it, just, mm -hmm. just, uh, it was actually medical misinformation. <laughs> we did talk about vaccines at some point. Uh, so who knows? We probably oh said something God. that they didn't like. So this is, uh, this is like a weird, I mean, I, I know like Odyssey, like I'm on Odyssey too. And yeah, like, you know, that, that's like a good thing too, but that's not, still not YouTube. Like you know, people still don't know what the fuck Odyssey is. You know, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, you're like, Hey, only I'm libertarian nerds are on Odyssey. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Point, you know? yeah, it's true. I'm like, I'm on Odyssey. People are like, like, oh, like Homer, like the Iliad, like what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, no, it's like, <laughs> like I'm not into the Greek stuff, man. I don't know. I'll stick to yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's like YouTube, but for like libertarians, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't really know. I know Drew Hancock's part of it. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I know, too. He's my, That's all he's I know about Odyssey. And I'm on it. But like, we, I feel like we need some sort of uh, greater push for some sort of like tech thing. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, obviously, I'm not one to be like, well, the government needs to step in and fix the tech issue. But like, so what is the, how do we fix this issue? Like, how do we fix the suppression? Yeah, I mean, what we really need to focus on is not like we need the new platforms. It's that we need the people that do platforms or people in our community to understand more of like the protocols behind creating platforms. So if if our community or people in it, I'm not the guy, but <laughs> of other people in it understand how to create the, you know, create the platforms, they know the protocols that can create those platforms. 
then you can kind of keep building your own thing and, and build your sort of alternate pathways. That, that is why I like Odyssey, actually, because it is blockchain-based and it, it's, it's censorship-proof. And so that's why I prefer Odyssey as sort of my YouTube backup. But we also live in the reality where if you want people to sort of stumble upon our show, um, you're a lot more likely to do that on YouTube than you are on Odyssey. Odyssey is more going to be like the people that are already there or that already follow you because, you know, my dad's not going to find me on Odyssey. <laughs> He's not going to find me on YouTube either, honestly. But <laughs> Yeah, right. My, my, my dad is. My dad's like 66. So he'll be 66 seven like april whatever but like, he's like uh he's like he'll always be like oh i uh where's your new episode i'm like where it's always been i told Everywhere. you forty thousand times where to find it like it's not changing <laughs> it i change. searched my email and <laughs> is it on text yeah man sure <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> um my dad actually listens on i i re didn't realize it because i've sat i've set up the podcast app for him i even subscribed <laughs> to lions of liberty on his podcast app on his phone and he was talking to me, and, and then I, I realized he was like listening to it on his desktop, just like pressing play on the website, which you can do. We have a website. There's a play button, but I just I think he's the only person I know that actually listens that way. Dude, I uh, I I gave my dad like all my passwords, for, like Netflix, Hulu, like all that. You know, so he has like all, all all the streaming stuff I have. He has access to on his smart mm -hmm. TV, on his iPad, and on his computer. I set it up in three different spots, and he still is like, yo, how, what's the password for your Hulu? I'm like, hey man, hey man, signed three in. things. <laughs> like, what do you mean <laughs> it's so fucking annoying uh so you coming on today is an interesting i think uh, qu uh timing coincidence because just so happens that dave smith is currently in an argument <laughs> yeah. with uh greer what's that guy's name scott greer yeah Jack greer, right uh -huh. and uh for those who don't know what's going on you i mean i'm sure you know a little more than what's going on the most because you're already getting tagged in an apostle debate with them uh -huh. so if you want to fill in the people who's like what the fuck is dave talking about now yeah i think there's a there's a debate tug of war right now going on about where this debate should take place um but i will say that i think it should take place on town circle which is a, a group i actually i was actually a participant in a debate on town circle against eric brakey a few months ago and uh, i really love yeah. what those guys are doing because they they basically just they they build up hype for debates by um by having people pledge money and that money directly translates into meals that to go for for the needy. So um I think the minimum donation or a pledge I should say you don't pay unless the debate happens. So if the debate never happens, no one ever gets charged. Um but yeah, I mean you can donate like ten bucks minimum and it's like a dollar a dollar gets three meals. So that's thirty bucks at, at a minimum each person would be pledging basically. And then once the debate happens, all those pledges. Uh, go to, you know, buy those meals. So uh, that's why, you know, and, and selfishly, I'm the one that's um, set to host it. So I, I basically challenged Dave and Scott to accept this debate on the Town Circle platform with the idea being that once they both accept and um, and the de debate takes place, we get to feed a bunch of people in the meantime. So that sounds cool. like the better way to go to me. But, you know, I'm biased. No, that's, that's a great idea. I mean, because it's, I also like the idea how it's like uh, the, the debate has to happen. Otherwise, he has a bunch of grifters who are like, yeah, we're going to have Dave Smith debate Trump. Right. <laughs> she give us money. I will <laughs> no. say, as of right now, this has only been up. I, I tweeted it out last night, maybe no more than like 16 hours ago. There's $972 pledged so far, which translates to 2,916 meals. And that's just in wow. like less than a day. Okay. So um, I'm pretty confident. Well, I'm, I'm, I know Dave will. I don't know, but I, I'm very confident Dave will accept. And then Scott Scott actually did challenge him to a debate um, and did say I would happen to be happening to or be happy to debate Dave. Um, but I haven't seen a response to this specific request to debate yet. So we shall see. So I encourage people to tweet, pledge, uh, pressure, you know, apply that public pressure to uh, make this thing happen. And hopefully on the Town Circle platform, because that's the one where we get to feed people to. Yeah, no, it's a great fucking idea. Um, so this guy Greer, he's essentially a, a righty. He's a Republican dude. Yeah, he's actually. I actually had him on Lions of Liberty maybe three or four years ago to talk about his book, No Campus for White Men. So obviously he is a white supremacist. So that is said sarcastically. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I like the guy. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I'm not versed on all his politics, but he is more of I think a traditional Republican slash conservative, whereas Dave is you know libertarian right. firebrand. So. They right. definitely have differences. Of, I'm not even sure how it started. I think it started with something about the police because that was like what a lot of the tweets were about originally. Uh, but then it kind of went into some different areas. So, you know, at the original debate idea like that Scott tossed out was like talking about the police specifically. But I thought it would be more interesting because because it went in so many different directions to just really focus more on 
conservatism versus libertarianism and the differences and how they kind of see their points of view. So um, should this debate happen, we'll probably touch on a few things. We'll probably touch on the police issue, touch on the intervention issue, foreign wars issue. Um, but, you know, it, it will be more of, of just looking at the overall values of libertarians versus conservatives. Okay. That I like that. I, I, I also, here's what I don't like about this Greer guy. And this is just basically based off of what I've seen in the last 24 hours of his tweeting and texting and stuff like that is, it's a lot of these guys will just uh, they just talk too much shit for my liking, you know. Like it's like it's like this comfortability of like like he thinks he's like slamming Dave. Like just, he's just making shit up, you know. Like he'd be like, "Oh, you didn't," and Dave's like, "I never even said that." Like I don't, you know. It's like it's like that type of um, encounter when I see people go after Dave or like Scott or whoever the fuck is in in is an argument on Twitter seems disingenuous to me. I don't know when he starts like kind of pushing in his own streamline thoughts to like dave's mouth and dave's like i come on dude we never said that shit so that seems a little disingenuous off the top um the other thing is obviously the the right the biggest issue that the right i really have with the right currently is well i guess two things one is they did nothing for the lockdowns right and they're supposed to be like you know freedom and they just went along with everything and then the other thing was the obviously the police issue and how they just suck the dick of the cops no matter what for most of the part unless it's January 6th, they're like lockdown stuff, and the rights like fuck the cops, but everything mm -hmm. else, the cops are fucking heroes. And I'm like, hey man, they weren't your friends when they were arresting the single mom who owned the bakery, and they're still not gonna be your friends now. Like it, it doesn't matter. They're still a tool of the government. Like it's just is what it is. No matter what the system or no matter what the laws in place, the cops are the enforcement arm of that. So at the end of the day, like I'm not necessarily a cop like blamer, but I, I'm also not a cop praiser either because they are just essentially a tool of the system. And for the most part, there are probably a few exceptions to this, but not really, because they probably wouldn't be cops for very long. For most part, the cops just enforce the system. So if the system is unjust, then the cops are going to do a bunch of unjust shit. Um, if the system is more just, and I don't know how that's necessary. I don't have the solution to that either necessarily, not under, not when you give the police basically a, a local monopoly over, over enforcement and that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be re the, what the cops end up doing is going to be a reflection of the system. So I do think focusing on, on the police is faulty, but I think that's faulty on both sides. It's faulty to just focus on hating the police and it's faulty to right. focus just on, on praising the police too. Yeah. Cause like, again, I'm a, I'm a realistic dude. I mean, I, as much libertarianism and anarchy and capitalism I want or whatever, it's like, I understand like the need for police. Cause like, again, Murder should be illegal, right? Like we all agree with that. Like assault should be illegal, theft should be like that. And then, yeah, you you do need, I guess, people to enforce those because because we're not going to just change the laws overnight. Where it's like everybody just protect yourselves, vigilant each other, which would be great, right? In a way, like that would be like, oh, I don't have to worry about, I don't have to call another entity to protect myself. I can just handle it how I want to handle it. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I, I think we should just focus. I mean, obviously, I'm just preaching the choir, but like focus on like obviously changing the the law changing the system but then look at the kyle rittenhouse stuff and you're like well mm -hmm. i mean i guess that worked out one time for us but how about all the other times it hasn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right like most I mean, of the times most of the times it's like it's like oh and that's that's the other thing that was uh, a little annoying with like a lot of libertarians over the rittenhouse stuff it's like they're like oh look we did it it's like hold on we did it but but how about all the other things we, we complain about like the like uh uh brown and taylor stuff or or any of the no knock raid stuff, you know, like those people still get fucked when they try right. to defend themselves against the cops. It's like that's still fucked up. We still have to change it just because Kyle got off barely, by the way. <laughs> like he was all but persecuted everywhere else but the actual trial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's at the end of the day. I mean, that like especially stuff like the Brianna Taylor thing, like that is so to me anyway. I mean, I wasn't there, but to me, it's as cut and dry as can possibly be because when you're breaking into someone's home expect to get shot and i don't care if you're the cops or you're whatever you shouldn't bust into people's houses especially um now maybe maybe there would be a situation where that would be justified if say there's literally someone being held at knife point and right. the only way to save them is to bust in that's obviously not the case with the brown and taylor case or with 99.999 percent of no knock raids they're almost all exclusively uh for enforcement of the, the war on drugs yeah. uh so they're almost all exclusively there's no reason to be busting in and not shit. Just knock the door. Bring all the same shit. Just knock on the fucking door. It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird, it's, it, you're right. Actually it's all, it's mostly drugs. Cause like 
no one's like, oh, there's a murderer in there. You should go get him. And they're like, all right. And, and then they're mad about it. It's always like, oh, we got the wrong house for this drug raid for like weed. And then we kill the baby. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? For what, what were you searching for? Weed? You know, like whatever right. the fuck. It's never like this guy killed 37 people and we try to get him out. Yeah. It's like we had to kill your mom because we were afraid she might get high near you. First of all, babies the, uh, are already high. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so, remember yeah, the sure. uh, the flashbang baby? Who's the what's the? Oh, I think I do. It was yeah. A baby got hit by a flashbanger. Day they just, threw yeah, it in the yeah. like they just yeah. threw it in the window and landed in the crib. Mm-hmm. And yep. there there's some crazy shit out there when you see like uh, what just law enforcement overall as a country we just get away with. Like there, I saw this crazy video where uh, there must have been like an incident on the street, and there's this guy's house. And there's a fence separating the street and sidewalk from this guy's property, like a regular fucking fence. And this guy has his dog on his side of the fence where it should be. And it's just barking at all the cops standing out there because it's a fucking just chaos. Going. And it just dogs is minding its own, but being loud. And this canine cop has his dog outside the, on the other side of the fence on the, on the sidewalk. And these dogs are barking at each other. As you know, dogs do. Yes. And then this canine officer took his gun out and shot the other guy's dog through the fence. And he's not going to get punished at all. And that, all uh, I could think of is like, why can't we kill that? Like, why can't that guy kill that guy? Like, you know, like he, so yeah. this cop just recklessly fired his government issued gun into someone's private property that wasn't involved in anything going on outside. And then if that guy was to get a gun and just kill that one cop, not the whole all of them, I'm not saying go on a fucking, you know, but just return and be like, kill that one guy who just killed his fucking dog and shot his. He would go to jail forever, forever. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, it's and, so fucked, dude. And the worst part is, on the rare occasions when the police get in trouble or what have you, they are not the ones in trouble. It's the police department that might pay some kind of restitution or the local town or the local municipality that might pay some restitution, that restitution of which comes from the taxpayers. So it's just coming from that guy, from that guy, actually, it's like the guy it happened to was one of the people paying for it and then all of his neighbors, too. So even in a situation where there is some kind of justice for the victim, there's another in- layer of injustice because you're not actually punishing the person. You're punishing maybe like the town, which is just taking money from everybody else. Whereas the person usually stays on the force and keeps doing his job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, nothing uh, makes you more anti-government than working in government. Like it it's, makes you see like all the, how fucked up it really is. Like I, I, I soldiers, right? Like anyone in the military, a lot of those guys, you like either you come out of there and you just you're even more like aligned with the government, or you're like, yo, fuck, br- burn it down. Like, there's no middle ground. I feel like I feel like there's always like it's just a hard break. Either like you're just brainwashed or you're not. And uh, people know this about me. I don't know if you do or not, but I used to be a cop years ago. I did not know that. Yeah. So before I I start, I was a comic first, right? So I, I so I was 18. That's years an old interesting and, path. I yeah. would have expected the other direction, but so, no. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, people might have heard this before. I'm sorry if you're listening to this again, but I feel like this story now. I've told my origin story like 40 times. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an origin story. (laughs) It's an origin story. So, no, I remember I'm from Staten Island, New York. So, um, you know, Manhattan's right there. One of the out of the two best cities in the country to do stand up. Right. Manhattan and L.A. like to start. Um, I was 18 years old and I started doing open mics in Manhattan. I fucking love comedy. Uh, I... Growing up in Staten Island, it's it's a conservative borough out of all New York City. It's the only borough that leans right. So, like, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood, Italian household, you know, mm-hmm. so it was more, like, uh, Republican-leaning, conservative. Not even, like, so much, like, oh, we, we give a shit about, like, Bush or anything like that, but just the conservative value part, not, like, right. the actual party. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of city workers I grew up with, like, family, cops, firemen, sanitation workers, like, blue-collar jobs. They make good money, good benefits. I don't know anything about politics at 18 years old. I don't know. I barely know Republicans and Democrats. I don't know what the fuck libertarians are by then. I don't know good evil. I don't know the government's bad. You don't know shit when you're 18. You're a fucking mm-hmm. idiot kid. Love comedy, though. You, you might not know shit when you're 28, even. Oh, dude. I was retarded until I was like 32. Like, I'm still retarded. I'm 35. I'll be 35 Sunday. I'm still dumb. But like- I'm, pretty, I'm basically always cringing at the version of myself from three years ago. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, this is 30. And now I'm like, uh, in th- three years from now, I'm like, oh, I'm 35. 
Yeah, dude, I'm with you. Just things like seeing like when like a Facebook status memory comes up (laughs) 10 years ago, just the way I type it, just the way I talk, it's like, oh God, who is this fucking loser? (laughs) I'm like, ew, people fuck me? It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so like, uh, you know, I'm 18 years old and I don't know shit and I'm doing comedy for like two years at this point. I'm like 20. And, uh, you know, I started panicking. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could ever make money doing this. And my parents... So they didn't have like faith in me or anything, but they're like, you should probably get a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, you can't, this probably won't be successful for you. And I listened and um, I was like, oh, I hate bullies. Bullying, I was always anti-bully. I got bullied as a kid, even though I was like a, I was like an all-star football player for, like in high school, like legitimately really good. I got recruited to play like a D2 college and all this shit. But like, I was such a nerd. Like I love Spider-Man and shit. Yeah. So yeah. like, uh, this is back in 2000, 2001 when that was gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This, this wasn't now. This you actually like, used to be yeah. a loser if you like that stuff. Now yes. it's now it's actually like cool and mainstream and acceptable. Right. So like, things we had to go like, through to like comics, man. Dude, right? I had to earn this badge of nerdum. Now it's like <laughs> exactly. automatic. I had to like take a beating. So like, uh, my own team would be like fucking like I, I didn't get along with anybody on my team. I would get bullied. I, would, I wouldn't really get beat up, but like you know, on the verge of getting beat up a lot. And uh, 18 years old, I was like, oh fuck that. And I learned MMA. So from like 18 to like 25, I just did MMA. <laughs> so I was like, I'm never getting bullied again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm 20, 20, 20 years old now. And I'm like, oh, the cops stop bullying and stuff like that. Like they're, they're, they, they actually stop bad guys thinking this whole, you know, narrative. Mm. And then I sign up because I have cousins who are cops. It's again, I think I'm like, it's a good job to get benefits. I get to retire. Now I know old. MMA so I can kick some ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting beat up. Uh, I get into the academy and I'm like, hey, I'm here to help people. And they're like, you're in the wrong profession. They're like, what? <laughs> like, we, get, we, get, we get one of these every once in a while. <laughs> like, you're here to do what we tell you to do. I'm like, oh. So uh, I go to the academy. Like, oh, I thought I was going to rescue cats from trees and <laughs> right? help old ladies across the street. So yeah. we don't do that. We just write tickets and arrest people who don't deserve it. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, no, so like, I graduate the academy and, you know, I, 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 I get put on Staten Island where I live. And I'm like, all right, man, here I am. I'm going to help people. And they're just like, go write tickets and go. And they're like, oh, I don't want to. And they're like, yeah, you have to. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> but like, what, like, happened what if to I didn't stuff? do anything? Like, nah. like, no, I still have to. Yeah. So this is what I learned pretty quickly in that job is I, I met up with a few other good guys who kind of all were tricked into the idea of what this job was also. And then we all slowly kind of on that job found libertarianism and Ron Paul and stuff like that. And then we all just kind of on our own policing how we thought we should have poli- policing should be. So like, I, this is true. I never, I, I only have one drug arrest in my entire record. And it was forced. I was forced to take it. Some sergeant maybe take it. Wow. And like, you can't say no. Like it's cause like you get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? That's the other thing too, is like these jobs will fuck with you. So, like, if you're like, I'm not going to write that summons. Like, again, I'm from Staten Island. I live in Staten Island. Now, people who don't understand New York City and the boroughs, like, New York City is a fucking nightmare. To leave, to even for to get to, like, the south part of Staten Island to the north part of Staten Island takes, like, an hour. It's a nightmare to go from any borough to any borough. So, people don't understand, like, the torture. So, if you just started, like, disobeying them. Now, they couldn't technically fire you because, like, quotas are illegal, right? Mm-hmm. They would go, oh, cool. Um, So you're going to get transferred to the Bronx mm. and you're going to do day tours now. So fuck your family. Like now, now you're, they're fucking with your family. They're fucking right. with your livelihood. They fuck with you and it makes it like unlivable. And then at that point, like, fuck, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not worth it to me. Right. It's, it's actually like an interesting, um, sort of an analog to the current situation that now like tens and maybe hundreds of millions of maybe not hundreds of millions of people but maybe like yeah. tens and tens and high tens of, of millions of people are going through with just like vaccine mandates and stuff like that like you know thinking they're in the kind of job where oh this you know they're not going to be forced to do something t- totally against their ethics at least at, th- at this you know this normal job where i'm just selling this thing or whatever editing videos like you know i'm not at least i don't have to have battle these moral issues like a cop might and then suddenly it's like oh wait Hold on, my part of this thing now. My now I'm forced to hold on. So I think it's it's interesting that you went through something like that like way before the part now where like everybody is going through some version of that. Not everybody, but a lot. Yeah, of this was 2008 to 2000 like 12 mm-hmm. or something. Eight, no, no, more. No, no, no. It was more than that. 
Oh shit! Like fifteen or four? No, fourteen, fourteen or fifteen. So like two thousand eight to like two thousand fifteen ish, um, and I I fucking hated it like every fucking day. I was like, yo, this fucking like it's it, it takes a toll on your mental health like that shit, like uh, because you feel like shit all the fucking time. You're like, what am I gonna? Also, like you see crazy shit, and like you're not meant to. No person meant to just see a bunch of dead kids all the time like throughout their oh, life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it fucks with you. <laughs> like, Do you really? Is that something you. you really see often? I saw. Like, I mean, no. My, my point is like you should. As it, you probably shouldn't ever see a dead kid. If you see yeah. three, that's too many. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like that's a lot. <laughs> like that's a lot of fucking dead kids. Uh, as a 20 something year old guy, like, what am I seeing right now? And then, like all the gunshot victims, all the stabbings, all the fucking just domestic violence, like all of it. And you. then imagine if you were a soldier or something, and you're not, you're actually the one killing the kids. <laughs> it's like another level, right? Of, uh... <laughs> right. And like so again, so me and a few core group of guys, you know, we're like, no, we're just gonna police how we think it should be done like the core crimes like theft assault robbery burglary murder that shit and those ones we're gonna beat the living shit out of (laughs) dude we're gonna really enforce those dude i (laughs) fucked up a domestic violence guy one time so bad (laughs) because he fucking he this guy would beat the shit out of his wife constantly constantly and uh he fucking would always run away before we got there and then we finally ran into him one day when he was on the flea and he took a swing at me. And I was like, oh. that was a mistake. I was waiting for that swing. <laughs> I was waiting for that swing, dude. <laughs> I, I trained for seven years for this fucking swing. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, um, there were moments in there where you really did help people and they were like truly thankful. And they're like, that felt good. But like that yeah. was so not on the scale of like those moments, the other moments, you know, it was a- nine lives ruined one life. slightly improved for the day. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it was a miserable time, but uh, I got hurt a bunch in that job. I got into a bunch of car accidents. I got a bunch of head trauma. Wow. And then, uh, cause I was looking for a way out. Like, but here's the thing. I also had a kid. I also had a kid, had a kid. So then like it puts you in a position of like, Oh now I have to like provide for this kid. I can't yeah. just quit. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, there's all these other factors at play. And then, um, I was looking to just get off the of patrol at that point. I was like, Hey, at least if I can eliminate like my time on the streets, I could like eliminate my, my fucking, uh, involvement in this piece of shit. So I was looking to just do canine. Uh, and K9 and NYPD is a joke. It's not like K9 and the rest of the country were like, they just don't do anything. Like they use them for nothing. They use them like for like uh, stadium security. That's it. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'll just do that. I love dogs. <laughs> I'll fucking do that. I'll go outside of Yankee Stadium. I don't give a fuck. Like, I was just, at least I'm not doing it. And then I, I got hurt for the third time. I got into my third car accident. And uh, they're like, you have too much brain trauma for this job. I was like, I know. I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> like, I can't. I have I, I get headaches all the time. My memory is shitty. I have like bad Im- impulsive like decision making skills now. Like mm. I'm all fucked up. Like yeah, no, it was a good decision. Like, that I was, started I was a all, podcast. Like what the fuck? Podcast. Like <laughs> just doing crazy shit. But like the injury, like me leaving that. That's when I that's when I went to comedy again full time. That's so mm. I yeah so yes that was like 2015. So I've been doing comedy full time for overall uh, plus the 18 19 years. Yeah, like nine years altogether. So awesome. That's great. That's my origin story. That's my weird origin story. Did you just pull the trigger one day or did you like start getting into comedy more and more as you're like, we're working your way out of the force or did you just say, fuck it? I'm, I'm no, so when I got, hurt. I think this church turned into me interviewing you for life. <laughs> right? I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, the, the third time I got hurt, uh, I was like, I was out for like a full year before they re- like officially released me. Like I was like oh, fucking wow. football player. So yeah. I had a lot of time just to, to myself just to write stuff down again. Cause I was like, I think I'm done here. I think they're gonna let me go anyway. Like, this, like I, I'm so fucked up. Like, I was so bad. I was so bad. Like after that last car accident, like with just like uh, trauma and brain stuff. Like, I, I was like in a really bad funk. Like the last the next two years after that, two to three years after that. So I just wrote like jokes. I was like, I think I'm just gonna do this again full time because what the fuck else am I gonna do? Right? Like what? So that's what I did, and that's that, yeah, that's it. Now here that's I am. a hell of a path to a, a comic <laughs> career, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like I was talking to uh, uh, Tom, you know Tommy from Year Zero podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy yeah, Sands, um, he's the man. Again, yeah, t- again, Tommy, a military guy. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like comes out of the military, he's like, "Yo, fuck that shit." I'm like, "Right? Fuck that shit." <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's the best white pill working for government. I think. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's interesting how many people I know that are like pretty hardcore libertarian or, or what have you that came from the military. Um, I, I think we. I don't think we're too quick to 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 jump on the actions of the military like as a whole as a unit like yes the mission is not anything what it's purported to be but i I think we should be a little more careful like 
like maybe just in terms of how we talk to people in the military, because I think so many of those can be great allies because they, they, a lot of them probably, some of them maybe just go in for a job or to get college paid for or something. But I think a lot of them actually do go in because they think they are like defending freedom and defending their country and all this. And I think once, once they get delusion, delusion from that, um, they're very much open to the alternative story and, and to, to see like, wh wait, why, why is this not lining up with what I was told? And maybe it's somewhat similar, like your experience being a cop where you're like, this is not, I had one idea going in they get there and it's like this totally different thing. It's about getting tickets and fucking up people's lives. Like, what is this? So I think a lot of people from the, in the military go through the same thing and then they're kind of more open to people like us that are, you know, might, might have an alternate view of the entire system altogether. There were so many dumb Italian meatheads I work with in the, in, on the OIPD that were a hundred percent there because they're like, "Oh, this is just like a twenty and out from like they don't, they're not in it because they give a shit." Like people, mm -hmm. I, I can only speak on the happy NYPD. That's all I can speak. Of, okay, I don't, I don't know anything else. But it was such a large organization, and like every borough was like its own city. You know what I'm saying? So like the Staten Island guys didn't give a shit about the, about the Brooklyn guys. The Brooklyn guys yeah. didn't give a fuck about Manhattan guys. It's it, that's how it was. So like we were like our own place anyway. And you, you, everyone, you talk, most of the guys you talk to are like, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't mm. give a fuck about this crime. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I, it was just like, I just want to, I just want to retire at forty-one and be done. Like that's what it mainly. And that, by the way, I guess it's a problem in itself because you, you are whatever. But like, it wasn't this like uh, I'm gonna go out there and fucking get these people. It was just like it's a job. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like that was a lot of it. it really was, and it, it, it's it's weird. Uh, you had the occasional guys who were like. You know, the hammers who are like, I'm going to go out and write 40 summons this day. And you're like, all right, dude, you're a hero. <laughs> it's like, you're so cool. You saved a life with the 10 summons, man. You're so cool. <laughs> it's like, I never gave a shit about that stuff. I ever. It's, it's dumb. Yeah, I think that's, there's probably, I mean, I don't know the percentages, but I think there's probably a direct correlation between the percentage that go into it just as a job and only look at it as that. They probably just stick around because they don't have a strong feeling one way or the other as opposed to people that like like you that maybe is more rare that went into it actually with some idealism around it that's who is quick to get disillusioned i think and who's probably not going to last and might come out of it with a totally different view on things dude it was so disillusioning like literally like the first week of the academy like oh man i've been bamboozled like, what did i do <laughs> like, what the fuck um actually this is a good question though that's my origin story what's your origin story into libertarianism oh boy there's so many places to start um i, I guess just as far as like specifically libertarian type stuff would have to go back to my days in college at Penn State. Um, not to fully age myself, but we're talking like the late, late 90s, early 2000s. And I had a friend of mine named Howie Snowden. He makes uh, semi-regular appearances on the podcast now on some of our roundtables and a lot of our Patreon shows. But, um, you know, one, not one night, well, many dr late nights drinking, um, at, he would bring up this guy because in college, he was in not college, in high school, he was a congressional page for some Democratic congressman. And uh, when he was in Congress, he he got to know this guy, Ron Paul. He like would sometimes hang out in his office and like talk to him about foreign policy and liberty and stuff. And he would always make sure to go see his floor speeches. Like there'd even be times when Ron Paul, like half of most of Congress has left and Ron Paul is just giving a speech to be on the record. And he would be in there like listening to those speeches. So I, and I, I just remember thinking like, why is this fucking dude telling me about this old congressman? Like, what? Well, we're, we're, we're partying here. What is this? But, uh, you know, eventually, like, yeah, I was yeah, like, all right. fucking nerd talking about yeah. politics. I'm trying to do coke. Yeah. But he seemed otherwise really fun. So, yeah, I'm trying to do lines here. <laughs> and, uh, so, but eventually I took him up on it and was like, all right. I'll, and he actually gave me, he, he sent me to Ron Paul. Uh, so I started reading his column, Texas Straight Talk at the time. And he also sent me, gave me a book, uh, Harry Brown's How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World, which are kind of two very different sort of approaches from it. Uh, Ron Paul's was like more, at least the way I was filtering it, the political approach. And what I found interesting about his approach is that he was always discussing, like he was always, most of his columns that I was reading at that time were critical of Republicans. They were criticizing um, the, the George Bush administration. They were criticizing the war on drugs, the war on terror, um, whatever. It was almost all solely directed at Republicans. And here he was a Republican. And when I grew up, like I grew up listening to like talk radio with my dad in the car, like AM talk radio type stuff. And I, I always was under the impression it was just like Republicans here, Democrats here, and they just fight each other. And that's what politics is. Cool. And here was this guy who was actually like attacking his own party much more strongly than than the other party, which I just I just found so interesting. And I realized like, oh, he's actually he actually believes what he's saying. He's not just like here doing doing the stage show. Um, and I did see it much as like a stage show because I actually one of my earlier influences even before that 
who got me more interested in just politics at all was Jesse Ventura because I was a big pro wrestling fan. And then he ran and became the governor of Minnesota. And he always used to talk about how like politics is like wrestling. Like they, you know, it's a big show, Democrats versus Republicans. They have their big fights. And then once the cameras are off, once the lights are off, just like pro wrestlers, they go to the bar and they, you know, they do a shot of whiskey and they go on with their day because they're all part of the same thing here. Um, So, but Ron Paul was the one that made me realize like, well, I guess he entrenched that that is the most of the system because he seemed so outside of it. But I just realized he wasn't, he, he might've been putting on a performance of some kind, but it wasn't the same kind of performance as everyone else. He wasn't just trying to talk to his, you know, his normal political base. He was trying to, I think what I realized now, he was trying to find the remnant. Essentially, he's trying to just find, it's not appealing to everybody, but it's going to find those people that have that sort of spark of liberty in them or that, that, you know, whatever it is in some of us that, that kind of guides us in this direction. Uh, so that that's what stuck, stuck, stood out to me about him, and he just got me interested in politics in a way I had never been interested before. And then at the same time, reading Harry Brown's book, book "How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World," kind of came from a totally non-political direction of things at the time. At least when I was reading it, I, I mean, I think it was around the time he ran for the um, LP nomination and got the LP nomination. Um, but I wasn't really like following that that aspect of things at the time. So I was just reading this book from the '70s that's just about like how to pay less taxes and how to you know create more wealth and how to invest properly and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, this is like this is actually stuff I can use in my life. So this is stuff that kind of has guided me in some ways. And I've always been influenced by that book and by Harry Brown's sort of uh, mindset about things. So I think, you know, his, he is more applied Liberty where at the same time, Ron Paul was showing me more just like how to, how to be philosophically principled and how to sort of, you know, put your beliefs out there, even when you're working within a system that doesn't really care about those beliefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so like I, like I was telling you before, like I, I missed the first like kind of Ron Paul movement. Cause I didn't, that was the 08 one. Right. Cause I didn't really, again, I wasn't really yeah. into politics. I was like, I was like yeah. 20 years old, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And that's when I was becoming a cop also. And like, I heard of him, but I, just, I guess I didn't understand. I was really, I kind of caught one of them like 2010, 11 ish. And then the 2012 Ron Paul movement. That's when I was like, okay, this is this guy. This is what I believe in. That's like when I fully, fully was like, this is it. This is exactly how I feel about the stuff. It was that, so I, I get you. Um, he really seems to be like the guy that everybody always refers to as <laughs> like what got them here right. at some point. Um, Harry Brown, he was the guy that they were the only other guy that they changed that uh 180 day rule form, uh, voting rule for in Pennsylvania, wasn't it? Uh, for what? the convention, or maybe I'm, I'm familiar with that. Maybe I'm conflating names. Okay, you were familiar with the, what happened with the PA convention last year, right? With the oh recently, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in my state right now, with the whole, they didn't waive the the rule. Right, right. It's uh, you have to be registered for 180 days, but they yes. used to waive it, and this time they didn't. Yeah. Right, because of the Mises thing, and yeah. um, I, I could have swore the only other times ever happened was because that guy was like running for something. That would not surprise me. That that sounds about right because he in a similar. I don't know if he's quite the similar as the Mises caucus. Cause he definitely like had people allies within the party too. So, cause there's also accusation of, of people like rigging the thing in favor of Harry Brown. So who knows what really went on? There's people that have different sides of the, these things, but it would not surprise me if the way he was such a firebrand didn't jive with a lot of like, say like the, the cocky elements of the party that is. Yeah. So, people thought that he was rigged in like like that's a, like a consp- there, there is a, an accusation yeah about that yeah that that is like a controversy i forget i think it was scott horton i heard talking about it i'm not trying there was a little flare-up like a year ago um i think it was actually over jacob horn so that's what it was it was jacob hornberger and and um and carrie brown were feuding and it was some kind of like controversy over like the lp sent out some some like newsletter or some maybe I don't have the facts here, so I'm just kind of bullshitting no, it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. The general yeah. story is like the LP sent something out, and I think it was like with Harry Brown on it, and it was seen as like they're they're pushing his campaign more, uh, and that Harry Brown also had accusations against Hornberger's camp. I think they were basically they were running against each other. I think this was I want to say the year 2000 or whatever election was around there. Um, so yeah, that was like an old feud that that kind of cropped up again. The commentary on it cropped up again. Some articles started popping up when Hornberger was running for the, uh, the LP nomination. So yeah, but I, I have a vague recollection of that, but I I, I can't pretend to know all the details. Uh, uh, Fat Dave has a very important question. 
He says, Mark, what are your thoughts on Hollow Earth? And, uh... <laughs> I fucking love the Hollow Earth. It's my favorite Earth. <laughs> it's my favorite version of Earth. Out of all no, legit, Earth. I do. I, I do. I was I was just on Tower Gang Pod last night. Why didn't he ask me on, on there? That would have been an awesome, awesome yeah, last I, I, line. I actually got to uh, watch your episode on that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hollow Earth? <laughs> I fucking love the Hollow Earth. I'm not joking. It's like one of my favorite theories ever. Like it's there, and there's. It, it's something that has been discussed throughout mankind, like literally for thousands and thousands of years. And one thing that I have come to in these last few years, especially, you know, I get into a lot of like mystical shit and more like ancient history type stuff, like Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, all yeah. that stuff. And you see like throughout history, whether it's just myths that keep popping up or whether it's something that's real that we just don't think is real anymore. Similar themes come up and the, the the idea of an underworld or a civilization within the earth or magical, mystical shit going on it somehow within the earth that just keeps cropping up and cropping up. So stuff like that, I like to in my like head canon of, what, you know, I, I like to like I'm always like building a unified conspiracy theory in my mind. And I think that's one that it pops up enough that I can always sort of fit a hollow earth theory into, into any any other theory I want to any other all encompassing theory I want to I want to dream up. So. I love the idea of the hollow earth. I want it to be real. I don't know if it is, but I want it to be. Uh, no, I actually, uh, Fat Day says, check out 1D Goon. Okay. Uh, I I actually used to think that was retarded, the hollow earth thing, like years ago, but I I way agree with you now. Like, once you actually look into it, you're like, actually, a lot of this kind of makes sense and adds up, and when they parallel it with, like, cave systems and shit like that, you're like, huh, Okay. <laughs> like, you ever see that one? The uh, the miss. You know, you, I'm sure that you were the missing four one one. You ever hear that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, for anybody Very out aware. there who's not aware of that, the missing four one one is uh, uh, people just go missing in and uh national parks are like a weird clips and also like very weird instances. Like not just like oh he fell down a crevice. It's like his clothes were found miles apart, like neatly put on like rocks. You know, like weird shit, like very weird, weird disappearances. And if you overlay like a map of America's cave systems and a map of the missing 401 cases, it's like right over the cave systems. Hmm. It's fucking wow. crazy. It's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and there's stuff that like they can tie in Bigfoot to that stuff. They're yeah. like Bigfoot appearances are a lot of around that same stuff. So I'm I'm on board the Hollow Earth slash cave okay slash did you ever hear this train. did you hear this one <laughs> now, now we're going fuck libertarian shit yes. hear... <laughs> this is my favorite part yeah did you ever uh ever hear this one um bigfoot foots feet big feet <laughs> were um they were uh like a culture like a like a civilization and they had like cities and shit too and then um we killed them off Maybe they're like the Nephilim of like the Bible, maybe like or like the giants that they talk about in the Bible. Because I, I mean, I definitely, I definitely believe that we had like that. that when I say we, I just mean on Earth, yeah, there yeah. was m super advanced technology like way before we can even where we way, way, way before we even think about history. So I never tied those two things together though. I always thought about it as like not necessarily ancient aliens, but like you know just ancient sort of advanced mankind. But I, I like we can unify these things now. We can unify Hollow Earth, Bigfoot, and tie it all in and just make the big feet the people who had the advanced technology and were the giants or the Nephilim or whatever. So I've never put that together or had it put together for me, but I love it. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's, it's, my there's, new, it's my new headcanon for the, it. The theory is like uh, they were advanced and we were threatened by it, so we burnt their shit down. Mm. And then we kind of killed them off and they retreated into like Hollow Earth. And then the theory is like they're building back up to come back out to take shit back over. Oh shit. <laughs> That's the theory. Should I be <laughs> I've heard, I don't know. I to, to just to if any big feet are listening, I've always been a supporter and fan of the big feet, and I will gladly serve the new Bigfoot administration as their as your resident podcaster. So you know what? Fuck Bigfoot. I'll kill Big you feet of liberty. <laughs> <laughs> big feet. <laughs> yeah. B yeah, big feet. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to roar? Yeah, yeah. Although your hair is looking magnificent, so it could be lion-like or Bigfoot-like if you keep growing it out. I my secret is actually ivermectin. I actually use the horse paste directly in my hair. <laughs> oh wait, so fat days. That's a joke. I'm workshopping, so I, that, that, that felt like a polite laugh. So I, I might need a little more work. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, uh, fat Dave says ties into the Great Reset theory. Interesting. So I didn't know that. Oh, whoa, we can tie. See, Fat Dave's got it. You can tie everything together if you're if you're savvy enough. So okay. the the big feet are the ones that are coming to reset the whole thing. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, Dave. Is that what that means? 
yeah. Let's just have, have a chat. Do we just have bring, on Dave. Bring, bring, bring on Dave. Bring Dave onto the show. Yeah, <laughs> Dave. Mark, you're done. Dave, we're gonna invite <laughs> that Dave onto the show. Yeah, like it's it sucks like to uh, when you try to talk about this shit with other people because they're like, those fucking dumb conspiracy shit," and you're like, "Did you ever fucking look into it?" Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, you it's, it's, or the or no, no, the, no, no. I mean, like anything, like yeah, when, anything when, at all. When, yeah. people, when people like just immediately like that's dumb, dude. You know, it's like, like, it might be, but give me actual re- reasons. Don't just say it's dumb because then you're just a robot. Right. Because then they'd be like, well, science says you can't, you, like, you know, there's like metal in the earth and you, that's why we can't. I go, but how do you know? Science doesn't know jack shit, <laughs> like, honestly, about the earth. Science knows very little. They don't even know what, what's going on in most of the oceans. So you think they know what's going on underneath the earth, underneath the ocean? No. No. <laughs> I, I don't that's yeah man what's in the fucking oceans yeah right like that 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 there might be there's probably much crazier shit than big feet underneath the ocean like we we don't even go down to most of it you know like we just we only recently found out that giant squids were real like that was like a whole like moby dick era yield sea you know sea yarn and then they found one they're like oh shit this is real so who knows what the fuck else is down there maybe mermaids who fucking knows i like to believe mermaids but i'm can we unify mermaids and big feet? I'm reset. trying to think of it. <laughs> Bigfoot, Bigfoot reset theory. Maybe well, the mermaids are the lovers of the big feet. The big feet are land. The mermaids are are in the water, and that's where they get it on. I'm almost positive someone fucked like a seal back in the day, <laughs> and they thought it was a mermaid, like for sure, <laughs> right? Like a, like a manatee, like right? Like maybe, there, maybe there was like the big feet had all this technology uh, before the Bigfoot reset and they uh, maybe they were doing just genetic engineering and shit. Maybe they're just fucking merging shit together. And so we had like weird mantars and fucking mermaids and maybe this is all real. I, I'm I'm completely open to believing the shit was real. Doesn't mean I'm going to say it was real, but I, I can definitely not confidently say it wasn't. Yeah, manatees. Exactly. Fact. Yeah, I was going to I was actually just going to say that. So like if you look at like a manatee dive. Mm hmm. And like uh, their tail, because they they have like they I used to be I think they used to be like land animals, so they still have like kind of like knee joints in their fucking tail, and it's creepy. It looks like a mermaid. That's why it looks like a mermaid's tail. And I think that was a lot of the fucking um mistakes from sailors back in the day. They're like fucking, it's a thing. It's a lady. Right, go fuck right. it. <laughs> hey, I saw a tail. You think it's a chick? Yeah, let's go fuck it. Let's go fuck it. I look like I had lady knees. <laughs> that's, that's not like some of the old sailors say. Oh, so Dave says the great recess theory is that every couple hundred years, the human race is reset to a less technological time. Mm, so that, that kind of ties into like the, the mud flood theory or the Tartarian thing or what have you. Which, which is, yeah, like that, that's the idea that like our history is kind of all bullshit and we're really just, we've been in this current time for just like a couple hundred years and whatever cool shit was here was mostly like wiped out and buried in the mud flood. Hmm. So well, do the know, big feet trigger the mud floods? Uh, so hmm. you know what's interesting? Uh, how like uh, dinosaur bones or in museums are like all fake. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty convinced dinosaurs are bullshit. I'm almost completely convinced of that. Yeah, this is Mark Claire unleashed. Like, this is just all the shit that I. No, that but I'm like they say that, like museums are like, no, we have to make casts yeah. because we don't have the complete. Um, yeah. they, set. I, th- I don't want to say never because maybe they've. I'm sure you can Google it. There's probably some full, sc- but like almost every dinosaur like skeleton is not a skeleton it's like a p pe- they just find little things here and there yes, and then they yeah. piece them together and create models uh, look look what models have done for us in the modern age with covid with lockdowns with uh right. climate change so i don't know if i trust the the we're going to create this like Frankenstein monster creature from like a couple of random bones we found and just say that this is what this is what it was because again that's not even like a conspiracy like museums straight say that yeah. like yeah we yeah. don't have this so we had to piece it together it's like oh mm-hmm. cool so, like, so where's the real made, one? That's is that in the back? They're like, no, there's no, there's no real one. Like, no, oh, it, it, yeah, okay. Like, so that yeah. baby mammoth they have in ice, that they have the whole thing, and you could see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a fucking baby mammoth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tangible. Right, right. It's not like you had to piece together what they thought a mammoth was. Like, it was right, there. Right, right. I see it. Like, well, we found some hair here. We found a little right. thing that might be a tusk here, and now here's a mammoth. Watch, by the way, if they could clone that shit, which they say they're gonna do, that'd be that's happening. Sick. Oh, I believe there's actually an area in Russia cordoned off to be a mammoth park. Like there, it's like yes. a thing that's in creation. Because they, uh, it's, it's supposed to have the permafrost, right? And I'm down. Yeah, and that sounds. I want to. I want to go ride a mammoth or eat some mammoth or. I mean, not gonna lie, it's on my bucket list. I don't want to. I don't want to eat one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Now I kind of do. He just said it. Now I kind of curious what they taste like. Maybe the big feet are who killed off the mammoths originally, and then the humans were like, "Hey, we love those things. Fuck you, big feet." Get out of here. Go underground. I, I bet you it's really a Bigfoot or like, 
why are they saying this about us? <laughs> they killed listening us. right now. They're like, what the fuck, man? We were literally living in huts, just like eating rabbits. And these guys just came along and burned our homes. Why are they so mad at us? So Fat Dave brings up another good point, which Fat Dave, I am this. I was reading this last night. Uh, are you an SCP guy, Mark? Uh, what is an SCP? Oh, I guess that means oh, now. Uh, I get to bring you into this world. I might be, and I just don't know the. Uh, the it's called. Uh, it's SCP. It's called S- Secure Contain Protect. Okay. It's of. It's like a fake fictional, uh, essentially group writing project that's really well done and court and put together and court court court. No, what's the word? What's up to the C? Not choreographed. Fuck. Correlated. Nope. Uh, co- no, correlated. Co- correlated. Yes, correlated. Uh, and it's essentially like uh, this secret government clandestine organization that keeps the world protected from a bunch of anomalous thing, kind of like a men in black, but not really. Mm-hmm. And the S and yeah, coordinated. Yeah. And the SCP, uh, and they have like levels of like, um, how dangerous things are. And they go from like, a, like crazy to like funny, goofy shit. And it's really fucking interesting. It's really well done. But a lot of people say like, Oh, that's real. And it's, just, uh, it's guys is like a fake thing. And a lot of I, I think it's fake for sure, but because it, it is. But um, one of the examples is like, man, I got to pull up like an example for you because it's I think you'll fucking dig it, dude. I think you'll I dig it already. I don't even. Yeah, totally yeah, understand yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're going to fucking love it. Um, OK, so like. Uh, so SCP. Twelve hundred and six. There's like nine thousand of them. There's like so many you could look They're at. Like so you could go chapters. Through- each each number is its own individual story. Interesting. So it's so, like the Bible. It's just like a bunch of, of stories cobbled together. So like it'll, it'll be like this. It'll be like item number SCP twelve oh six object class safe, and then it gives you like the containment procedures for it, the description of it, and like any like uh, like uh, interviews it has with like the organization, any like uh, breaches it's had, any like examples it's had. So like this one is called uh, the Wallflower, and it says uh, the description is it's a serendipitous phenomenon. That is a convergence of three factors. The degree of sky visibility over the event site. If at the time the green line track D outbound from Boston, Massachusetts, it's, it's like it's like crazy what? shit like this. And just go, I know, and it goes and goes and go. And there's like other ones do that like you could look like what's uh it's like a technical manual then, sort of. Kind of, yeah. Uh here, here's another one, like uh, a dance craze, SCP 1274. Uh it, it's a uh, I can't, uh, it's a it's a mimetic hazard in the form of a novel dance. So it's like oh, it's like a, it's it was like a, it's like so like a whole town would get shut down because they got like a, like uh, caught with this dance disease and, and like and then they had to send like a task force to like. Is that know. where Footloose came from? Yeah. <laughs> from so this like, document originally. So like SCPS like sending like a mobile task force to like you know neutralize the fucking place and like secure it. It's just a, lot, a bunch of cool writings put together. It's very very cool though. And again, some of them are like crazy violent. And some of them are like just goofy and funny. And there's one of them where there's like a, a gelatinous orange blob that loves people and just wants to go hug you. And it makes you feel like better if it hugs you. And it makes you all your feelings go away. Like bad feelings go away. So there's, there's fun shit like that too. But then it also goes to like there's a murderous animal that can't be killed. And it kills everything that it sees. And you're like, oh, okay, well, the orange thing is a lot different from that, huh? <laughs> there's, like, there's like levels of it. with but, the orange thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun as fuck. It's fun as fuck. It's really cool. You'll definitely love it, 100%. So just SCP, look that shit up. SCP Wiki. All right, it's the rest of my week. Oh, yeah. You you, you could read it. for. It would take you uh, months and months and months to read it, a year, probably, because there's like over 9,000 of them. All right, um, I'm shutting down Lion Liberty for the next three months to do a full deep dive on this. Oh, wow, there are. I'm, uh, there's at least 6,000 of them. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. It, it, I'll get back it, to this some other day. Yeah, and they have like YouTube video, you know, pages dedicated to this shit. It's awesome, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm super happy we talked about all this shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the... now, this is this is my true passion, like <laughs> conspiracy shit, weird shit, ancient history stuff, Hollow Earth, how we can tie all of these theories together. Like that's my jam. I should probably start a whole new podcast about it. Oh, but yeah, I feel like I, there's I, a lot of people out there already already doing it quite well. I mean, so. yeah, Sam Tripoli has one of the biggest conspiracy. Yeah, Sam Tripoli, Greg Carlwood is is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh. Oh, uh, what's the what's the flesh park story, Dave? I don't know. I don't know that one. I think it's probably gross. <laughs> I'm sure it's like that. Dave is officially the co-host of this of this show today. I know, right? He's helping me out with all these fucking references. Uh, wh- so what's your, I guess, then most unbelievable 
conspiracy that you don't believe is real? Oof, I don't believe is real. I, I say this is one that I, I've toyed with long for. I, I like. I never thought it was real, but it's like sometimes it's interesting enough that I, I like want to believe it, but I just have never been able to bring me around to it. And that, that's flat Earth. And same, I, I, I and and like I'm very skeptical of space. Very skeptical of space. I'm not even sure if space is real, to be honest. But like, what I can tell you is that there are definitely videos of astronauts that are faked. Like, I have yes. no doubt about that. You've seen some of those, right? The ones yeah. where they're obviously on a green screen mm-hmm. or they're obviously being held up by like weird strings and like, yeah, like yeah. no doubt. So if they're faking some of that shit, then are they faking everything that shit is supposed to be training for? Maybe. So that that's it. Like the only angle of like, and then, so what are they hiding? Are they hiding the flat earth? I don't fucking know. But then I go back into like, and like, if you look at all these ancient cultures, like they're, they're so like, you can find pyramids uh, in here, here in Mexico and Teotihuacan um, in Egypt, like in fucking North America, there's shit. And they all line up with the stars and like the exact right ways at the exact right times they'd be in certain years and all this shit. So, and then like the, all this math this ancient math that like adds up to the circumference of the earth. So being so versed in, and that stuff makes me think like, all right, I'm going to need a lot more evidence for flat earth. I'm going to need to actually get up there and, and see it. Well, uh, but I do think there is some chicanery around space and NASA and I don't, and I'm not going to buy whatever they're selling, but that doesn't mean that the earth is flat either. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you with that, but here's the thing. Like I've been in planes and you, I could see with my own eyes. I could see things. I could see, you mm-hmm. see a curve, but you see, I see it. <laughs> I could see it. I you see, I, 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 I don't give a shit. Like I, now I'm like, now you're going to be like, Oh, you don't see with your own eyes. And like, that's the thing that we tell people all the time. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, I see a curve. I don't see what you're saying about the flat thing. I, I'm sorry, but I agree with you about everything else. Like the space shit's weird. Yeah. But there's like, weird shit with space. I know that about that. But I'm not I, even still like anti. We didn't go to the moon. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very pro. We didn't go to the moon or if I, we did, it wasn't on that thing, that video they showed us. So this is what I was going to say. I, I, I can't, I don't have proof that we did or didn't. Right. I will say this. This is what I do think happened. I think if they did go and they did film it, I think they couldn't figure out a way to get that shit back safely, the film. And they went, fuck it. We got to prove it somehow. Mm-hmm. And they might have filmed nice. it just in a fucking movie studio to be like, yeah. look, 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 fuck you, Russia. That's also possible. I don't know. I don't want to just say no. You know what I'm saying? Because then I feel like we're just as bad as everybody else. There's so much weird shit with the moon. Yeah. They, they like they lost all the te- telemetry data, which should be like the most important thing you would never want to lose that you'd have they, thirty thousand copies they of. They just, over. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we we, we we yeah they recorded like the Brady Bunch over it or something. You're like, oh really? That's what happened. It's like I don't know. It's why I remember Alex Jones interviewed a uh a NASA scientist one time or retired NASA scientist one time. And he said that we did go to the moon, but the footage was fake. And we actually had a second astronaut team up there in case the first one crashed and died. They would have just passed it off. Is that never happening? And they would have landed the second vessel and been like, we did it. But well, so know. is that under that theory, was it the same guys we saw that went to the moon? And then they also separately filmed some video that wasn't those guys. Is that, is that the idea? That's what he was saying. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was his words, not mine. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I'm just I'm just throwing out all the things I've ever heard about um the moon that yeah. you might not have heard before. Because yeah, you sound like you're very well versed in this, so I I'm I'm trying to throw out. I'm pretty versed in in most conspiracies. I'm actually shocked I never heard of the SCP thing because I'm I'm like I'm so down on this stuff. But maybe I'm just a little bit of a boomer on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, NASA has that machine that makes weather. Yeah. 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 That we know. They've had weather manipulation for like a hundred years. Like they can make it. That's why, like, anytime there's these like forest fires in California, it's like yeah. you literally you can make you talk about this. You can make it rain, like, but they just don't do it. So it's like okay. So you're you can minute you're t- you're saying the planet's changing and we're all gonna die because the weather's changing. Meanwhile, we know you manipulate weather. We know you can manipulate weather. We know that that does happen. But yet, when there's an extreme tragedy where you can really use some fucking rain, suddenly that doesn't happen yeah uh, they have to admit they're doing it but which they don't want to do it's from that old show that jeremy clarkson from top gear before he was on top gear was like a younger version of him he was at the that giant and he was he's like yeah he's like we could actually make they could make rain and then he's like ah oh, they had the ear protection it's like it's so fucking loud because it was like producing like this those clouds essentially mm-hmm. and then he's like 15 minutes later he's like i can't believe it's actually fucking raining it's wild yeah. it's wild it's, it's but that would, but some people would be like, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist." Like, this is not even the realm of conspiracy. It's literally like everyone involved admits it. We just like it just sounds so crazy that people don't think it's real. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, those are weird. Again, it's like the dinosaur bones thing. Yeah. People are like, no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even that's not even a <laughs> yeah. conspiracy. Like, trust I'm me, like, I, I believe DMs much crazier it. shit than this. Like, like this <laughs> one's actually legit. I'm like, the you the museums openly admit it on their website. So what the fuck are you talking about? Like this yeah. isn't like I am right. <laughs> like you have never no one, none of us have been in a museum and seen a dinosaur that was a dinosaur. That like ever. That's never ever happened. a full one. You see, like maybe the skull or mm-hmm. like part of the skull, or like it's rib cage. That's it. The piece they, they die cast the other shit and make it like it's is what it is like um most dinosaur skulls you see are fake mm-hmm. they're just molds it's yeah. wild it's fucking crazy and and you go through your whole life not thinking that yeah like I remember when I was a kid I was like oh bitchin they like dug up this dinosaur and just put it here like no that nothing none of that ever happened <laughs> yeah um but then like. But then it's like my belief in the hollow earth stuff is like, well, maybe there were giant dinosaur type things that like, you know, that like roamed the earth or whatever. Like, I don't know. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even like anti-dinosaur at all. I'm just saying like, it's just <laughs> anti-dinosaur. Because it's like, well, they say we used to have giant beavers and sloths and shit, right? Also, we have like the bones for those. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, we have bones for shit. Like, are they all like, so I don't. Blue whales exist, dude. And they're gi- they're literally gigantic. They're the biggest things ever. They're and we see those, huge. and those are real. Yeah. So it would be foolish for me to think that we also didn't have giant land animals either, right? Yeah, but I mean, the whales and stuff are. I mean, I guess that what's the biggest land animal? Like the elephant, African elephant, probably has to be. I'm just guessing here, but yeah. No, but I mean, it has yeah, like, to be. Has to like be. the oceans, but even like dinosaurs are supposed to be way bigger than like some dinosaurs. Like a brontosaurus is supposed to be way bigger than an elephant. So. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But they all say maybe the atmosphere was different back then. I don't know. It sounds like not like sometimes the science sounds more ridiculous than like, yeah, maybe Bigfoot just lived in the hollow earth. Like, <laughs> I remember. Uh, well, I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson saying like a Godzilla like creature could never exist because uh, he physically wouldn't be able to walk on on dry land because hmm. of gravity and stuff. So that actually goes to your point more, I guess, if anything. But I don't have points. I just say things <laughs> when it comes to this stuff anyway. I just like to wildly theorize that that is that is my thing. That's like one of our my my that's that show that got taken down was a conspiracy corner. It's a, a show we do for Patreon subscribers only where we basically just sometimes we have a specific topic we're diving into and sometimes we're just going off off the rails of whatever. Either way, it turns into going off the rails and it usually comes back to uh, talking about religion for like 30 minutes because a- every conspiracy can somehow be tied back into like the Bible, whether it's like. Bigfoot's really Nephilim giants or or whatever. Like it can all go back to like any ancient texts, like talk about so much shit that is like you can now look at as like what would be conspiracy fodder today, or even like looking at like the Maharabata, like all the shit that went on there. Like, like they're talking about space gods and fucking laser beams and all this shit. And that's like history, or and maybe it's crazy, but I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just the conspiracy stuff of, of the day. Uh did you ever hear the uh the uh Afghan giant story from like a few years ago? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've heard a lot of giant stories, so, okay, so I'm not sure if that one specific. This one is like very, like as in like 2012 ish. Uh, apparently, uh, we sent like a fucking SEAL team to fucking apprehend this Afghani giant that was living in the caves, and yeah. like uh, they dropped the SEAL team in the in the cases when they went to go get him, and like he speared one of the seals, and then they had a, and they fucking killed him. But like it was like this. It's like it's like it's like a major story that went around like the conspiracy circles, and it still is. Look, look that, one, that up. one up too. I have a lot of homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look that one up too. Uh, a lot of that, and then people. If I say that, people are like that's fucking crazy. I'm like, I don't know. The military has run crazy secretive experiments. We found out about for all of history. What are you talking about? Yeah, the stuff's always the stories have always been there. So it's 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 certainly nothing new, and I and I think like in in some ways are like modern day conspiracies are just like other interpretations of shit that people have been saying and seeing or whatever. I don't know the truth of any of this shit, but for like literally since the dawn of mankind, so none of it's new. We're just filtering it through, through new things like UFOs have been around forever, but we're now filtering them through space travel and spaceships because now we, we think we went to the moon or something. So now we, we think of it. We, you know, once we got flight, we started seeing UFOs as machines. Before that, they were probably seen as something else. So like we're always filtering these weird phenomenons through the culture and the perspectives of the day. But I, I think they're they're all phenomena that have been here since forever, since before any of us, since before the big feet, maybe even. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I seen this episode Big Feet with Mark Claire. Uh, <laughs> uh, the giant of Kandahar was an enormous humanoid creature yeah, allegedly yeah. encountered and killed by a group of American soldiers on a mountain. Not, there's even a, a picture of him that I don't think is a picture, but it's this giant holding the soldier with a spear. That's cool. Picture. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, Dave. Fucking another one. He, go, he goes, <laughs> one of my favorite theories I've heard recently is that subdivisions are made to keep families complacent and in the system. Maybe, bro. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I I live in an HOA. You might be right. It's a scam. I keep paying more money each month for no fucking re- every year for no reason. My shit's not nicer outside. <laughs> you might be right. Uh, well, I, I'm super glad we went down this road. We got to do. Uh, yeah. We got to do a whole other episode for sure. In the future, just conspiracy shit. You and I absolutely. Like, we got to get Dave involved in that one too. We should do a fucking. Yeah, we're gonna do that. I so agree. I'm in. Fine. Uh, fucking Mark Claire, Fat Dave, and myself. We're doing a fucking conspiracy episode for sure. Uh, Mark, totally tell everyone where they can find you because we've been a little over an hour. I don't want to hold you anymore. Uh, so many places they can find me. Yeah. Um, my Twitter, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. It's at Mark D. Claire. That's Mark with a C, M A R C, the letter D, Claire, C L A I R. And all the podcasts, Lions Liberty, you can find me at lionsliberty.com. I also have a comic podcast, the second print con, the second print comics podcast uh, with my co-host Remzo Martinez that drops every uh, every Wednesday. Um, so you can find me on the flagship show on Monday on Lions Liberty, and then on Second Print on Wednesdays, and then on Twitter just tweeting away. Also, I have a Substack, uh, markclair.substack.com, where I write things when I think of them. Uh, hold on, uh, maybe I'll be writing about Big Feet later. We'll see. You have to. If you don't, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> you don't write about Big Feet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so mad at you. Uh, maybe uh, later <laughs> this week. Maybe on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, Dickie, you too. You could you could also do a conspiracy show with us. It's yes. fine. I also forgot. Fuck, we didn't even talk about it. Was it was okay. we, did, we get to do an episode about this too next time? Uh, comic books. <laughs> we're, we're both giant comic book nerds. Yes, I totally forgot. That, that could be a whole other tangent as well. Fuck, dude. All right, we got a couple podcasts to plan. We got a couple podcasts to catch up to. Uh, Indeed. Mark, brother, thank you so much for fucking coming on, doing this. This is a long time in the making. I'm glad. I'm glad we finally did it because we have so much in common. So again, yeah. future episodes to do about other nerdy shit, a lot. conspiracy stuff. Uh, Everybody, thanks for tuning in, uh, checking out bullshitting with us and hanging. Uh, I don't know who my next guest is. We'll figure it out. Guys, it's been fun. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.